Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. This morning, after several weeks of focus, the Chapel of the Cross concludes and celebrates her stewardship season for 2016. And I want to thank all the folks who helped with this effort, to Richard Robertson, our campaign chair, for members of the parish who spoke so beautifully during about stewardship during worship services, to all the members of the vestry who lent a hand when needed, the office staff, and so many more. And of course, to all of you who have made a pledge, thanks to you most of all. Your gifts to the chapel and her ministries are so vitally important. And I promise you that they will be utilized with the utmost care and faith and diligence. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so in celebration of all that we have been given by God and all that we give back to God, I read our lectionary readings for this morning several weeks ago with great anticipation. I was hoping for something uplifting, something that would naturally lend itself to our celebrations today. But instead, Jesus says... When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. But this is just the beginning of the birth pangs. Sounds fun. (laughs) Now perhaps these words from our Savior are prescient. Considering all that happened this week. And we will get to that in a moment. But I was really hoping for something sunny, something light, something in line with my enormous gratitude. But instead, do you see these great buildings, Jesus said? Not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. The temple in Jerusalem is the central building that Jesus is talking about. And it's actually not a bad place to start this morning. At the beginning of the gospel, Jesus and his friends are walking out of the temple and they walk through the city walls to the Mount of Olives. And as I'm sure you all remember from your biblical geography, the Mount of Olives is just across from the Temple Mount with the the, uh, wall of the city in between them. So as Jesus and his friends are sitting and speaking about these end times, these buildings which were destroyed once already in 500 B.C. and will be destroyed again in 70 A.D., those buildings are physically dominating their field of vision as well as their imaginations. And for these devout Jews, imagining a world without them is unspeakable. And such uncertainty is profoundly unsettling. And uncertainty and feeling unsettled is a feeling not unfamiliar this week. As we process all that has gone on in the world, all of the horrific and terrible violence, not only in Paris, but in Lebanon and in Kenya and in West Jackson, and so many corners 
of this fragile earth. And the temptation is to shut out the world, to pull the covers over our head and listen to the football game. But for many of us, there isn't even solace there. My team lost to Vanderbilt yesterday. <laughs> and so we must do something else. We must stand and face the darkness. And when we face the darkness, I believe we are buoyed by two very important things. Prayer and remembering. When such violence screams from our televisions and our newspapers, we may not know what to pray for, but our prayers are felt and our prayers are powerful. The dean of the American Cathedral in Paris, an actual Episcopal church in the heart of the City of Light, wrote a beautiful letter to the church just yesterday in which she said, so many friends and colleagues have written in the past 18 hours expressing support promising their prayers, and asking what they could do. I cannot tell you how incredibly important this has been to all of us at the American Cathedral. It is a very fearful time, and we are still bewildered and unsure. But knowing we have prayers coming from around the world, that we have a cloud of witnesses, and that we are so inextricably connected with the body of Christ, makes all the difference. Our prayers make a difference. And along with our prayers, we remember, and we remember what is important. And what I'm about to say may not be a popular statement as we head into the gift-buying season, but things and stuff, they really aren't that important. And even buildings, as Jesus reminds us this morning, aren't important, and they will eventually fade away. Now, for the rector of the Chapel of the Cross to say that buildings aren't important is a little risky, and so permit me to cover my posterior. <laughs> for part of our mission and our identity and our blessing at the Chapel of the Cross is to be stewards of this great and gorgeous historic legacy. And we will maintain that responsibility with joy and diligence. But even the chapel, even us, we must remember that in the end, what is really important is our relationships. Our relationships with God, our relationships with family, our relationships with friends, our relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ. These relationships gird us in times of trial. These relationships confront us when we wander off the path. These relationships soothe us when we have been burned. These relationships cheer with us in times of joy. And these relationships stand with us as we stand against the darkness. That person sitting next to you, that's what's important. And these people, no matter what happens, no matter what challenge presents itself, no matter what darkness may haunt our lives, these people will carry us to the dawn. And so to bring our conversation full circle,
these relationships with God and with our brothers and sisters, I believe is why this place is so important. We give for many good reasons, for historic preservation, to keep the lights on, for bread and wine, for coffee and photocopies, for staff and clergy, and I'm very grateful for that for programs and ministries and so many important things that touch our lives, reach out into the world and fulfill our mission. But most importantly, we give thanks for these relationships. For just like those disciples and their teacher sitting on that hillside thousands of miles and years ago, facing uncertainty and fear, we gather in this place with our family and friends with similar fears and we dare to face tomorrow. But no matter what we face, no matter what the future holds, we will never do it alone. And that is cause, my friends, to celebrate. Amen.